let me say that's working mother Karen Booten right there with Finn who's visiting us for the first time is going to go down in the nursery and enjoy our quality nursery care we have but that was the Vance Church Chancel Choir under the direction of Mrs. Debbie Briding and accompanied on the flute by Dr. Gail Looney The saying still holds true. You come to Vance, the music is fabulous, and the preaching won't make you sick. <laughs> we turn today to 2 Kings. This is the lectionary passage, but it's also perfect for our occasion of beginning the celebration of our 125th year. This is the story of Elijah passing his mantle on to Elisha. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. 
Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And 50 men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them, and they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water was parted to one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. And when when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. And he responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. And if not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah ascended in the whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. And Elisha took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I grant to you this morning that this sermon illustration works better if you have lived your whole life in Axtell, Nebraska. I will also grant to you that none of you in this room have ever lived your whole life in Axtell, Nebraska. But some of you watching have, so hello. Welcome, Nebraskans. Glad to see you. Axdale, Nebraska is a town where I was in ministry for almost 10 years. It's a town of 700 people in south-central Nebraska. There is no stoplight and only one stop sign, and nobody stops at it. It's a good little town with great people in it. Nebraskans, for those of you who don't know, are people who are almost intrinsically decent. They are all educated beyond... The pale, something like 97% high school graduation rate in the state of Nebraska. Um, I never met a farmer in Nebraska who didn't at least have a bachelor's degree because a small family farm in Nebraska is at least 1,000 acres. It's big business. And it's a great place to grow up. And they're generations old there. People who can trace their roots back to seven or eight 
10, maybe even generations on the same plot of ground. As a second generation American, I can hardly understand that. But that's how they live. And so the example I want to tell you about today is the Sodaquist family. They're good Swedes. Reuben Sodaquist was an old man who had passed before I got to Axtell, but most of the furniture in my church was built by him. He was a craftsman and a good carpenter. And he started a cabinetry business. His son Leo was my friend. Leo was a great guy. Leo died in the line of duty as a fireman on a fire service, the volunteer fire service that I served on. He actually had a heart attack and died right at my feet. His son gave him CPR all the way to the hospital. The whole department was there when he was pronounced, and I was standing in the back, and you could see the air go out of their sails, defeated. But Leo was an incredible guy. I had been on the squad about three days when we went to our first field fire. And if you don't know about field fires, are very dangerous because you can get caught in the midst of the flames. And they also take off very quickly if there's wind. And so we are the first on site, Leo and I, at a field fire when I've been three days on the job. And he says, hey, has anybody trained you yet? And I said, I'm three days on. What do you think? He says, okay, here's what we're going to do. He says, you get in the back of that truck. I said, yeah. He said, see that hose? I said, yeah. He said, when we get out there to that fire, he said, point that hose at it. I said, okay. He said, consider yourself trained. Leo and I fought a field fire together that day. He was an amazing guy, and he was a fabulous cabinet maker. He has a son named Sean, and Sean... Sean is about my age. He took over the business from his dad. This happens a lot in Nebraska where if a young man loses his dad too early, he loses not only his business partner, but his father and his best friend, and that happened with them. Sean had the business. When his dad died, the Sodaquist family had had 75 years of continuous fire service in Extel and something like 35 years of continuous business in the city, in the village. But Sean had a son named Colin. And when I was there, Colin was about always, you know, plastered in my mind to be a kindergartner. He was about that age. And we caught him one day in the backyard with a garden hose and he was down in the fire pose with the garden hose filling the swimming pool because even when he was a kindergartner he knew how to do it are you getting this? there's a succession of people that go all the way through and they seem very similar they have honorable things that they do they fight fires they serve in business and create quality cabinetry for people this is one family but they were ornery as heck 
And when I was preaching this in Nebraska, I started to tell about Colin. And I said, you know, Colin was on my front porch the other day chasing my dog. And my dog didn't like it because Colin is an ornery little kid. And somebody from the back calls out, he's just like his old man. And I started to talk about Sean and how ornery Sean was to work with. And somebody calls out from the back, he just like his old man too. And then I started to talk about Leo and what an ornery son of a gun Leo was. He's just like his old man too. And I didn't know Reuben. I just said he made nice stuff and he said, yeah, they're all like that. This is what's going on with Elijah and Elisha today, right? When they're passing the mantle, one is passing down from the other the significance of being a prophet of God. Now, you can argue that being a prophet of God is far more important than being a cabinet maker or a firefighter, but... They were passing down the honor, the specialness that God had given them in passing the mantle. So we got to talk a little bit about what a mantle is, right? Elijah's mantle is significant. A mantle was probably a cloak, an outer garment that he wore, a coat, sort of. And when Elijah finds Elisha in the field, he takes his mantle and covers him with it. Elisha is is leading a team of 12 oxen when this happens. Can you imagine having some crazy guy come up to you while you're leading oxen and cover you with his coat? You'd say, hey man, I'm busy right now. But Elisha knew right away what was happening, that Elijah was passing down the mantle to him, was calling him to follow in his footsteps. Cool. When Elijah is in the cave and he hears the still small voice of God, which is a scary thing, We think of still small voice. We think, oh, that must have been peaceful and calm and lovely. No, it scared the bee jabbers out of him. Because when you come face to face with God, just like in the scriptures, when you come face to face with an angel, and we always hear when that happens, be not afraid. The experience is so awe-inspiring, so incredible, so mind-blowing. That it's frightening. And Elijah took his mantle and he covered his face to be respectful and to be safe. And then the third time that we hear about Elijah's Elijah's mantle is in this story today. What happens is Elijah takes his mantle and he rolls it up. And he rolls it up and he touches the Jordan River. And the waters part, one to one side and one to the other. Now, 
This may sound like a familiar story to you, but it's not the story. It only is to recall the story of Moses parting the Red Sea. There are actually two other times when God's prophets part waters so the people can, can cross. One is what I talked about a few, few weeks ago at Roni's Point, which is when Joshua and the people go across into the new land, and Joshua is able with the Ark of the Covenant to have the waters part. And then the third one is today, Elisha takes his mantle, touches the water, they part, and they cross the river on dry land. A miracle happens with his mantle. Mantle that is passed down one from the other. Today I'm wearing this stole. It is not liturgically appropriate in terms of its color, but it sort of is because we're celebrating an anniversary. And anytime we do anniversaries and ordinations and installations and those kinds of things, red is appropriate because red is the color of the Holy Spirit. But I didn't wear it today for that reason. I wore it today because it's a good sermon illustration. This stole was given to me by Calvary Church in St. Clairsville, a church I grew up in. It was expensive. I know how much it cost, and it was an incredible gift. But even more importantly than that, this stole was placed upon me by two women. One, Wilma Campbell, who along with my my grandmother was the first woman to be an elder in the church in St. Clairsville. And the other person who placed this on me, very carefully she did, was a woman named Roberta Croker. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of her, but Roberta Croker is not in the annals of Presbyterian Church USA history. She should be. Because she was ordained as a clergywoman in our denomination before our denomination ordained women. And she spent all of her ministry here in the Ohio Valley. She was ordained as a Congregationalist to serve a Congregational church because they did that before we did. But she was a Presbyterian doing that. Huge history, and that's the people that placed this stole around my neck. It was a mantle being passed to me. It was an honor. I wore this stole too. We were liturgically inappropriate. At Roney's Point, just a couple of weeks ago, Roney's Point Church down the road here in Tridelphia. Is it Tridelphia? Can you say that? Yeah, okay. Honored their former pastor, some old guy named Frank Provence. Remember here, we call him Provence, even though he's a Roney's Point guy. They had so much fun celebrating their 150th anniversary. It was awesome. It was awesome. And they asked me to come because I'm the pastor, the senior pastor at Vance Church. Why does that matter? It matters because James Nelson Vance, who gave the funds to build this space and the space, the Christian ed space behind it, had parents who grew up 
and raised him up at Roney's Point Church. And it was such an honor to be there because they didn't forget that. They remembered our history. They remembered the mantle got passed down and down and down. James Nelson, no, James Vance was the first elder at Roney's Point. And he and his wife had a ton of children, one of whom was James Nelson Vance. And they lived out here. And I'm like pointing at the school. I mean, literally right out our door here. And the story is that there was a fire in the homestead when James Nelson Vance was a little boy. He was about six years old. And it destroyed everything. Am I saying this right? Yeah. He, it destroyed everything. And he never forgot living here and this land. He also, there's also some part of the story that he went and jumped in a hole full of water to protect himself. And then he got known somehow as the boy who fell in a hole who became a great success or something like that. Anyway, from Roney's Point and James and Mary Waddell Vance comes James Nelson Vance, who grew up here, who when Presbyterianism started to take off in Ohio County, how am I doing? Passed the mantle so that here at the corner of 88 and National Road, we could have a church. And today we are blessed to have some of James Nelson Vance's great-great-grandchildren here because the mantle has passed and they have not forgotten either. And that's the way this works, see, friends. Because what happened was when Elijah was taken into the sky, Elisha picked up that mantle and he did two things with it. He rolled it up and he touched the waters of the Jordan and he said, where is God? It's always dangerous to challenge God that way. But he did and the waters parted just like they had with the guy ahead of him because God was still present and still acting and the waters parted and he crossed again on dry land through the sea. And then he put the mantle on. And he went home and they lived happily ever after. Oh no, that's not what happened. He picked up the mantle and carried on with the ministry that Elijah has started. So let us remember on a day when we celebrate our history, which is rich and full and incredible and celebrates this community and this neighborhood, that there is more work to be done. We don't honor that history if we don't pick it up and carry it forth into the future. Mano has been passed to us 
and it is heavy. Some of you may know, this is, I'm using this as an example of a mantle. This is a stole, a clergy stole. It shows ordination. It is sometimes re- referred to as a, a yoke, a burden. The heavy weight of ministry is placed upon you when you receive this. Not a coincidence that Elisha was tending the oxen when the mantle was placed on him. It's a heavy weight to carry on the ministry and pick up the history that we have been given. But what an honor. Elisha, when he says, let me inherit, inherits a double portion as if he was a son. We're all Vances today. Did you know that? We've inherited a great legacy. Let us not grow weary in continuing to live out that ministry to the fullest. We have work to be done. Worship to be executed. Praise to be prayed. Mission to be served and people in need in our midst. Thanks be to God for 125 years gone by and 125 years to come. Amen.